Welcome to The World According to Jackie Simmons. And I'm super happy that you're here for this particular episode because we are about to go into The World According to Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson is not your typical podcaster. And we're going to share his story with you and his hot tips for how to help you get started, how you can help yourself really get started into the world of podcasting and why you might want to. So without further ado, Eric, would you please unmute, come on camera. Let's start this party. Hey, there you are. Oh my God, you make me look like such an amateur. Look at you, headset, <laughs> microphone, yeah. When you do it on a regular basis, you got to do it upright. <laughs> so, Eric, thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you making the time. Oh, absolutely. I am honored to be here. Thanks for having me, Jackie. You're very, very welcome. Okay, podcasting is like the hot topic. And there are probably some good and bad and ugly about this whole genre that I'm pretty oblivious to, and maybe some of my peeps are clueless about. But before you tell us the good, the bad, and the ugly of the world of podcasting, how did you get into podcasting? Uh, I got into podcasting because I had spent 30 years in radio, mm. and uh, I got into radio completely by accident, which uh, I was getting a degree in architecture, and uh, I had wanted to be an architect since the time I was probably 10 or 12 years old. Uh, and I'd studied architecture through middle school and high school into college. And I was about three years through my college degree when I accidentally fell into a job at a radio station for some part-time money because my brother had worked there and they needed some help. So I figured I'm a college kid. I could use an extra, some extra dollars. So I picked up that, all of a sudden fell into love with radio. Uh, I started falling out of love with architecture because it started to move toward computers. You were, it was less hands-on, less drawing, less creativity, more static and cold and computerized. And so uh, I finished my architecture degree and I stayed in radio. Uh, I'd been in radio for about mm, almost 25 years at the point when I started listening to podcasts. And uh, this was about 2012 or so. And I thought, Man, if, 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 the, if podcasters only knew just some of the stuff that we learned in radio, their yeah. shows could be so much better and so much stronger. And so um, in 2013, I started uh, Podcast Talent Coach, and I started helping podcasters learn what they didn't know. I mean, it's hard to get when, – when you don't know what you don't know, it's hard to improve. And so that was the journey that I set off on, and 300 episodes later, here I am. Wow. All right. So first rule of podcasting, learn how to tell a story. That was awesome. That was Absolutely. awesome. Okay. I'm also from the radio background. Okay. Hosted my own radio show. And you're right. The rules of the game in radio are not transferred over. The skill set, can we like just take some podcasters and give them an injection? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit. 
some of the things you learn in radio make sense on a podcast. Other things you learn in radio, you need to ignore when you come to a podcast. So great storytelling, obviously that works on both. When you can captivate and capture some attention by telling a fantastic story, your audience is there with you for the ride. Uh, but with a radio show, people are tuning in all the time. So you have new listeners, you know, every few minutes you have new listeners joining you. So you need to reset your story and welcome them back to the show with a podcast. Nobody starts a podcast in the middle of the show. Nobody fast forwards, you know, 17 minutes into the show and hits play. Right. So you don't need to reset. You don't need to reintroduce your guests. You don't need to do any of that on a podcast. So there are some nuances, some similarities, but when you, when you don't know what you're looking at, it's tough to improve. And I know some people who are really brilliant at radio and haven't figured out what to leave behind. Right. Well, okay. a lot of people try and just repurpose their radio show into a podcast. Oh, I tried the, that. that. That doesn't work. That's not, that's not what podcasting is for. There you go. Okay. What is podcasting for? A podcast uh, can, a, 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 the main reason people listen to podcasts, a matter of fact, the main reason anybody listens to any audio is for companionship. The only reason they press play on your podcast or turn on your radio station or have music playing in the car is because they don't want to be alone. They want another voice there. And so that's the, that's the only reason you want to create that friendship and that relationship with that person. They're listening to you because they don't want to take that car trip by themselves. And therefore, your podcast cannot just simply be information. It has to be entertainment, regardless okay. of what you're doing. This is one of the challenges. When people are doing events like summits and they're trying to repurpose that content, into a podcast that their summit isn't entertaining it's content driven repurposing it into a podcast is maybe not such a great idea it sounds like well i i would i would argue that your summit presentation should not just be information it should be oh. engaging and entertaining now that doesn't mean laugh out loud funny entertaining it could be dramatic and be entertaining. Okay. It could be, it, you know, it could be serious. Like if you go to a movie and it's a dark, dark drama, mm. then that's still entertaining. It's, it doesn't have to be funny. Many people confuse entertaining as being funny. And that's not necessarily the case. Just engaging is entertaining. And that's if you can tell, a, like, like uh, your suicide prevention mission, if you tell me that story, that's engaging and that's entertaining. I could listen to you talk about that all day long because I'm fascinated by that. And that's, that's something I would spend time listening to in my car on my drive because it's a great story. It, anybody can copy your formula. If you're up on a summit and you're saying, here's my formula, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, thanks for being here, download my worksheet. I could go home and teach that tomorrow. Like the only thing that separates your information from anybody else teaching the same thing is your personality. And so many podcast coaches don't teach that. They teach you how to launch your podcast and they teach you how to go promote it. But if, if people aren't coming back time and time again, 
it doesn't matter how much you promote your show. If you're not keeping the people that you have, all the promotion in the world won't fill up a leaky bucket. And so you need to make sure that you're keeping people when they come listen to your show. And the only way to do that is through your personality, through your engaging stories and your connection with them while they're listening. You want to be their companion. Excellent. Oh my God. All right. So let's go there for just a minute because you said a lot in a very short period of time. You know, entertaining is really about engaging. It's about are you engaging, not just in what your content is, because you're right. When I hear someone's content, I know that the step-by-steps are great. I mean, my six-step conversation script, I set it up where anybody could teach it. Why? Because I am not interested in building my brand around it. What I'm interested in is people using it. Right. So please take the script and go use it, everybody. Let's make suicide a thing of the past. I mean, <laughs> right. And, it, and most people are afraid to give their content because they're afraid somebody's going to steal it. And my attitude is let them. And then you can comment on it wherever they put it. And you can say, thank you for using my stuff. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the word, whatever your mission is. And I think we're all mission driven. Absolutely. The other thing yeah, it's, said it, was that it's important. What's important is not the content. It's the personality that's wrapped around it. It's not the story except in how you tell it. Right. It's your personality. It's where it's coming from. So a, a great example is Dave Ramsey. The, on the Dave Ramsey show, Dave teaches financial peace. Basically, he's teaching live on a budget, live on less than you make, uh, sock some away so you can live greater. Now, how many people on podcasts and radio and television teach finance and teach budgeting, right? Mm -hmm. But none of them are nearly as successful as Dave because Dave Ramsey has that personality. He knows when to hug you and he knows when to smack you upside the head. And, and that's, that's what it is. It, Dave has whatever, eight baby steps. Every question on the, same for the, on the show for the last 20 years has been the exact same question. It's just answered in a different way because the context in which the question is asked and the context in which Dave gives the answer. And so that's what makes that show special. And that's what makes all of the other uh, finance podcasts pale because they all think they're teaching something and people are coming for the information. They're coming for the entertainment. You know, with a topic like mine, I mean, you know, my mission for those who haven't gotten engaged with my mission, my mission is to make suicide a thing of the past. And actually the intro that I gave on this podcast might confuse people because this is actually going to go on both. It's going to go on the world according to Jackie Simmons, and it's going to go on the suicide prevention movement. Why? Because it's in alignment with both. And the reason it's in alignment with both is because, let's face it, Eric, what you're teaching, if you could help people tell their story better, if you could help them get comfortable with their personality, and let other people see it. I call it the mindset of shifting from being visibly vulnerable to being visibly valuable. 
And the only thing they have to change is their belief system around it. Absolutely. That plays in both of my worlds. If someone is in my world of the suicide prevention movement, be able to trust that they are okay, that the world is unfolding the way it should, that everything's gonna be all right, that they only have to make it through this moment and sell themselves on staying one minute longer. That works. There you go. And on the world, according to Jackie Simmons, it's exactly the same conversation. And the only word, word that changes is, are you willing to sell yourself on yourself? Are you willing to let the world see the world according to you? Yeah. They're, they're exactly the same question is, are you willing to stay it out? Willing to stay with it, keep rocking it out. Yeah. And that can be entertaining. Because if you look at shows like, um, like Oprah, when Oprah would have conversations on where people would come in and they would talk about serious subject matters like, like suicide, Mm-hmm. And it would just be, you know, Oprah would be crying and the audience is crying and everybody's, I mean, because, because it's so serious, but so captivating because of that conversation and the way she was touching people and helping mm-hmm. people. And then all of a sudden, you know, the viewers of Oprah are going to work going, did you see what happened on Oprah yesterday? Like it, because that's what makes that powerful connection because it's, it's true and it's real. The stories that you tell reveal what you value and what you believe. Uh, and that, when you reveal that sort of stuff to your audience, that's the way true friendships are formed. When, when people know things about you like that, that's when it becomes valuable. And that's when that, that bond can't be broken and they can't miss an episode because it feels like they're your friend. They're right there in the corner. When you meet somebody that you've been listening to for years, for the first time you meet them and you say, man, I, I feel like I know you, that comes from all of those stories. That doesn't come from teaching the five steps. <laughs> That's true. It is about the stories. I mean, I teach you know, a framework for interacting with people and it has a cute name and it has a great story around it. And the reality is that what's engaging is how I applied that framework to like my relationship with my mom to, and I'm gonna have such a great story um, that I'm gonna be polishing up because a really good story is when you can tell it with your heart. A great story, you've polished it a little. It's like right. that, you want, it, you want it to shine. So I'm gonna and, be polishing and then it. And then Jackie, then it starts to spread because other people start telling their story of how they use the framework. And now the framework message spreads, not because of the framework, because of the stories of how the framework was used. Because All right. everybody needs to write that down. It is not the story that you tell. It's not the framework that you've created. It's the story that the people who use your framework tell. So that's going to take us into a whole bunch of different realms. We can go with naming conventions and how do you name a framework so that it sounds like something that people will remember because let's face it if they don't remember what it is or where they got it from then it's not going to get tracked back to you and it's not going to move your mission your message into the world so naming conventions help bring out your personality what's your favorite way to help people with that 
so a lot of people come to me and go, I don't know what to name my podcast. You know, I want to, I want to name it the happy pants podcast. And I, I'll tell them, well, it sounds great, but nobody has any idea what the happy pants podcast is all about. But it does sound great. I mean, sounds, yeah. sounds great, but we don't know who it's for. Um, so there are three levels that you need to, to consider when you're considering your podcast brand. The first is your artwork, which is that square little tile that conveys what your show is all about. The purpose of your podcast artwork is to get people's attention, to make them stop. When they're scrolling through all those sea of faces on Apple Podcasts looking for something to listen to, your artwork needs to jump out and say, hey, look at me. So your artwork is designed to capture their attention. The name of your podcast is designed to say, this podcast is for you. So a lot of people try and get... Um, they try and get clever with the name of their podcast and clever is good, but it, it, it sometimes can hurt you because people aren't aware of who the show is, is meant to appeal to. So We're podcast talent there's coach. A there's a right. line between clever and confusing. Exactly. exactly. If, you don't have so, con if you have to have context. Oh, and by the way, this is one of the <laughs> journeys that I went on. People had to have context to understand my cleverness not good for branding. Right. But if they're in a niche where only that niche will understand the branding, then usually it's okay. I listened to a, a podcast called the glass and out podcast, the glass, and if, the glass and out podcast. And so everybody, normal people walking down the street would never know what the glass and out podcast is. However, if you play hockey, you would understand the glass and out podcast is a hockey term. And you would understand that it's all about playing hockey, hockey strategies, hockey plans, all of that. Glassing out is a, a term used by defensemen. When you're stuck in your own zone, you put the puck up off the glass and out into the neutral zone so you can get out of your zone. So you go glassing out. It's just a term that hockey players use. So people in that niche will know what the glassing out podcast is all about. So you can be a little clever as long as your niche is in on the joke. I'm, I'm just coming up with a slogan. You're going to like this. All right. So podcasting, where jargon works. <laughs> where jargon works. Right. Right. So, okay. So we did the, uh, the artwork captures their attention. Mm -hmm. your, the name of your show needs to say, this podcast is for you. This is just what you're looking for. If it's financial peace or if it's 48 days to the work you love or it's business unusual something like that that captures your attention and go yep that's the podcast for me then the title of your episode needs to get them to push play the title of your episode is like the headline to your article you do not want the title of your episode to be episode 47 nobody's pushing play <laughs> nobody's pushing play on episode 47 nobody goes ooh it's episode 47 i got to listen to that one right episode oh, it's you know how how Jenny was uh, three minutes away from ending her life. Like that gets people to go, okay, I need to listen to that episode. So the, the podcast, the title of the episode gets people to push play. The name of your show gets people's attention to understand that the podcast itself is for them. The artwork makes them stop and look. So those are the three levels of attention that you need to get as you think of your naming convention.
And then the other thing with your podcast name, make sure the URL is available. I was on the other day. So I go online. I heard Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, fantastic author. Start with why is the name of his book. Um, somebody had mentioned the Simon Sinek podcast. And I was, I'm a Simon Sinek fan. And I thought, oh, great. I'm going to go check it out. So I get on and uh, I look um, I look for, I search for Simon Sinek uh, in Apple Podcasts. And I come up with at least seven different podcasts that are called Simon Says. Yeah, Simon Says. Simon Says is not a good name for a podcast when everybody is calling their podcast Simon Says. Mm -hmm. Because we have no idea what Simon's talking about. Is, Is he talking about business or football or yoga or true crime? We have no idea. You know, Mm -hmm. politics of the day. Mm -hmm. So make sure it's not too cool for the room and make sure that a slew of people aren't already using the name. All right. So now two things. One, look for the domain name. Make sure that's available. And the other is do just a little bit of due diligence and go search for the name in Apple Tunes, iTunes, I'm sorry, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, you know, a couple of places just to see if anyone is already using it so that you avoid confusion. Got that one. All right. So we got the artwork. Oh, I should have you show your artwork, but on a podcast that doesn't work. All right. So you got the artwork, you've got the name, you've got the title of episodes. You have owning the turf, owning the URL, owning the space with that name. What else? What's in, anything else in your top tier of what we can offer people on this particular episode about the world of podcasting? So it, a lot of people make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be, and they make it a lot more expensive than it needs to be. It doesn't need to be incredibly expensive. You can buy a $60 Samsung Q2U microphone. It's a USB mic that'll plug right into your computer, and you're mm-hmm. up and running. The, you're, you're ready to go with a $60 microphone and some software that's probably already on your computer. Or you can go download Audacity for free. Um, and then you need a, a, a audio host where you can upload your audio, kind of like a storage unit where you go put all of your audio. And that can be as little as $5 a month for a paid service. There are some free services out there. Just make sure their support is good and, th- and they're going to be around for a while. If they go away and all of your audio goes away, you're going to be in trouble there. So You might not um, be happy, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. So starting it isn't, isn't as difficult and uh, expensive as people believe. And then okay. the, um, the number one way to grow your audience is via word of mouth. A lot of people come to me, and, uh, you know, they come to me for coaching and I say, all right, what's your number one struggle? What, what, what would you like me to help you with? They either tell me I want to grow my audience or I want to make money from my show. And I say, okay, let's talk about growing your audience. What are you doing to grow the audience? And they say, well, every time I publish an episode, I post it on Facebook and I send an email to my list. And I say, okay, that's great, but you're preaching to the choir. Those people already know about you. If they're going to listen to your podcast, you've already told them about it. They're probably already listening or they're not interested. So if you want to grow your audience, you need to get in front of people who don't know who you already are. So you need to create uh, joint venture opportunities. You need to uh, do interview swaps with other podcasts, get mentioned in their email. You, you need to find other ways to connect with people who aren't already aware of you. 
in order to grow. You have to get outside of your circle of influence and find new people to grow. And then oh, a, lot yeah. of a lot of people think they can make money by putting ads and sponsorships on their podcast, but people are flocking away from traditional media, leaving radio and television to get away from all of the ads. Don't ruin your podcast by cluttering it up. Plus, there's a ceiling to the amount of money you can make with ads. You should instead promote things that you create, your products, your services, your affiliates, uh, your joint venture partners, things like that. Find other ways to make money rather than cluttering up your show. So when people come to me for coaching, when we go through a strategy session, we kind of figure out where the low-hanging low fruit is, and we, we create a strategy for the next year so they can go out and get exposure in front of people who aren't aware of them and then figure out what you can sell uh, that you can create and sell and you keep the money rather than rather than just uh, giving it to Audible or Blue Apron or whatever sponsors on your show. There we go. Keeping your audience close to you. If you're taking the time to build up content, to build up a loyal following, to build this up, your recommendation sounds really right on that the idea is not to then direct them to a sponsor's website, direct them to your website, keep them even closer. Now, Absolutely. I love what you said about you know, affiliates and let's just make it where it's possible for people to have multiple streams of income and at the same time, keep them closer. So, Here's what I did, and I'm just going to share this. I'm pulling it up just to make sure that I've spelled it right and all of that. Um, and it'll be in the show notes because what did I do? I mean, you and I started talking. We like each other. We said, well, let's do this together. So we created an, a, a joint venture, an affiliate relationship on Podcast Now Starter. So that people could get their podcasts up and running with some deep diving into some of these places where it takes a little time. I mean, it takes a little time to get artwork that's going to resonate both with you and your target market. It takes a little bit of hand-holding to get a name that's unique and still clear. You know, it takes time to create a system for titling your episodes so people understand why they would invest their time in listening to it. And Eric, what you put together, you know, walking people through these areas step by step, we decided, I decided this was good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so we created this joint venture relationship. And here's the deal. And so for everybody who's listening to this show, You'll find the link to podcastnowstarter.com in the show notes. And yes, if it's for you, there's an affiliate relationship there. And here's what's so good about that. Some of the proceeds support the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. All of the people who I give any information about are a part of my mission to make suicide, especially teen suicide. A thing of the past. And so just for full disclosure and clarity and gratitude, Eric, thank you for being Absolutely. willing to make that possible. When you mentioned that, I, I told you I'm all in. I, I do whatever I need to do to help you promote that mission because it's near and dear to my heart and uh, I love doing whatever I can for you. 
and uh, you were talking about all of the steps that you need to take in order to launch a podcast. And when you go out and you try and do them on your own, it's going to take you a long time. Uh, it, there are just so many moving parts. And uh, how many YouTube videos can you possibly watch in order to launch your show? Uh, it, you're going to get frustrated. If you go through that link at podcastnowstarter.com, uh, you will have a show up and running in 30 days. Whoa. Because it's a step-by-step okay. process that you just follow through. When you color by numbers, it's so much easier to paint the picture than when you're trying to visualize it in your head and try and paint uh, from, from uh, the ethereal matter. So 30 days. 30 days, absolutely, yeah. Full, just follow a step-by-step process. Yeah, full disclosure, mine was more like three years. <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah. mine. Yeah, so this is this is absolute gold. And the steps that you've covered, did we miss anything? We've got artwork, we've got naming, we've got titling. Keeping it simple is one of the things I wrote down from our discussion. Well, Keep it, it simple, and in, that's involving in this, the tech. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. Absolutely, yeah. And in this program, we get into some other things like we define your, uh, your ideal target listener. Like who is the, who's the one person that you're creating this content for? Uh, and we, so we narrow your niche and we focus it so we can make your stories so much more powerful. So we get into some of that. I get into some editing. I teach you the editing basics and, um, you know, I, I go everything soup to nuts from concept to published. 30 days. There's actually 21 steps we walk through to get it up and running. Um, and then once it's up and running, there are only nine steps you do on a weekly basis to publish your show. It's, it's well, really pretty go. easy when you know the nine steps to take that, you know, when you know the, yeah. the process now is a fantastic time to start a podcast, because if you look at the numbers, just the sheer numbers, um, podcast has been growing at about 20% a year over the past few years. That means uh, it could double in the next five years. We just cracked the 1 million mark in the number of podcasts that are available. And if it doubles again in five years, that's 2 million. And so now's the time to get on the roller coaster and ride. And people are going, yeah, but 1 million, won't I get lost? Like there's already a million of them out there. But if you're, if you're writing a, a blog, there are 600 million blogs available. So do you want to swim in a pool with 1 million or 600 million and try and get noticed? But, but YouTube's all the rage. I'm going to be on YouTube. Yeah, have at it. But there are, there are 50 billion YouTube creators. Billion with a B. That comes straight from YouTube. Like you don't want to try and get noticed in that kind of noise. You, podcasting allows you. And here's the, one, here's the benefit of podcasting over blogs and over video and all of the other stuff. I can take a podcast with me. I can consume a podcast on the mower while I'm driving, while I'm jogging, while I'm changing the baby, while I'm in the shower. Like when was the last time you watched a YouTube video in the shower or while you were driving safely? Probably, probably yeah, didn't that, happen. Yeah, thank you. Especially the safely part of somebody's watching YouTube while they're driving. <laughs> right. There are people out there that do it, but they shouldn't be. The reality is that a podcast is portable. And Absolutely. in this day and age, that's a huge benefit of the podcast. So we've been into the wild, wild world of podcasting. 
you've talked about what you've seen that people are not doing well, like trying to just repurpose a radio show to a podcast. You've talked about what works well, which is bringing your personality out, allowing yourself to be yourself. And you've talked about what's critical. People have to know why they would want to listen. They have to know what your general topic is. And then for each episode, what, what's in it for them, basically. And I'll tell you what, anybody who listens to my show, I get. They listen to it because they're going to find something that's valuable for them. And that's my job as a host. So anyone who's thinking about doing a podcast, I highly recommend you check out the system that Eric's created. Lots of great information there. And you'll be back again because we're going to have to do an update on all the things that we're working together on. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you already have a podcast, but it's not going the direction that you want it to go, hit up that podcastnowstarter.com and uh, you can you get some information going? there. You can get some information there to, to even grow your podcast. Uh, you know, so many podcasts, they, they, they stop publishing after seven episodes because people realize that uh, it's, it's some work. You know, if it's not something you're passionate about uh, or it's not growing fast enough and they get frustrated. And I hate to see people just fade away like that, especially so early. You need to give it time to grow, but you need to be taking the right steps to get it to grow. And I'd be more than happy to help you out and do that. All right. So seven episodes. If someone seven has already episodes. launched their podcast and after seven episodes, they've got the seven year itch and they're wondering if they should be doing something else other than a podcast. Right. Checking out the information, you know, hooking up with you, Eric, you're pretty easy to find out there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thank you again for coming because it's really good for people to know that there is this kind of edge of getting seven episodes out and wondering if it's worth it. The answer is yes, it's worth it. And there's probably nothing wrong with what you've done, but there might've been some gaps that you just didn't know needed to be filled in. And if you could fill those gaps in, then all of a sudden what you've already done is gold because people love to be able to watch the story unfold. So being willing Absolutely. to let your story unfold in a public way that's a guarantee home run in my book. What do you think? That's how people get to know you through the stories that you tell. If you think of your best friend and how much you know about your best friend, you know everything about them. And it's not because you were there and experienced everything, but they told you everything. They've told you all their stories and you've experienced wow. it through them and you feel like you know everything about them and your, your friendship is tighter through those stories that you've heard. That's what your podcast can do for you. There we go. If you want your story told, if, you, if you're willing, because it is a wild, wild world, if you're willing to go into the wild, wild world of podcasting, take a good guide along with you. And Eric, thank you for coming on the show and providing some guidance. It was my pleasure, Jackie. Thanks for having me. It was great to see you again. Great to see you too.